Welcome to a brand new edition. And I say brand new because excited to be back in vivo live with people for a brand new edition of Jack Daniels Presenta Pili Raul and La Musica en vivo live with people. Hola, Pili. Hola, Raul. Ay, sí, qué emoción. Luego de dos años de no poder presentar nuestro podcast en vivo in front of a live audience, finally we're able to do that again. And it's with our dear friends, the party band coming out of Venezuela. They are known as Los Amigos Invisibles. And sure enough, talking with those guys, it's always a fun, fun time. It was such a blast. So we did this <laughs> in the heart of Hollywood in, in L.A., of course. And we're just excited to bring back these live events. Thanks to Jack Daniels. We did these before COVID, once a month for eight months in a row, and it was so special, and people loved them, and finally we're back. So here you'll get a glimpse of what it is and the energy that that's there, the vibe that's so fun while we're doing these live events. Y como dijiste, qué mejor que comenzar. Esto Jack Daniels presenta Pili Raúl y la música en vivo, que con una banda that has been around for over 31 years, yeah. Won Latin Grammys, nominated for the Grammys, and are just super duper fun. Yeah. And you know what? Back in the day, yeah, we would do them at, at the speakeasy known as room number seven, which was downstairs in the basement. This time, we're outdoors. So you're going to be able to hear, you know, the noises of Hollywood and the streets oh, and so the fun. energy. You know, it adds to a little bit of a different vibe, but still the energy was so good. It really was. Así que aquí, sin más preámbulos, les presentamos Los Amigos Invisibles en Jack Daniels presenta Pili, Raúl y la Música. En vivo. En vivo, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bienvenidos a Jack Daniels presenta Pili, Raúl, and La Música with none other than Venezuelan amazing band, Latin Grammy winners, nominated to the Grammys. With us today is going to be Los Amigos Invisibles. Along with a little help from our good friends over at Jack Daniels. I'm holding a bottle of single barrel select. Woo, Hola, ¿cómo están, señores? With Catire, no, 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 Catire from Los Amigos hey. Invisibles. ¿Cómo estás? El Julio. ¿Cómo estás, Julio? ¿Cómo estamos? Bienvenido, bienvenido. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We kind of wanted to give people a little bit more, a better background of you guys. But it's okay. It's all but right. You, you know guys what? can they're be gonna, here. They're going to get to know you so well during our interview that we don't need more of a presentation than that, right? I'm still married to kids, so... <laughs> That's, that's good. A, yeah, that's, that's good. Girls, sorry, he's taken. The, the the bigger question is, are you still drinking Jack Daniels? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm gonna need a couple of shots, so my English is gonna get better. With a little more. Saludcita, everybody. Cheers. Salud. 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 Yes. Before we get the salud, perate. Amigo, salud. Te quiero. Ching. Before wow. we get. Woo! Started with the actual interview. Bienvenidos, welcome. We want to give a big shout out to Jack Daniels, who before we even launched and aired one of our podcast episodes, we hadn't even aired anything. Jack Daniels was like, sign us up, we want to do this. So three years later, thank you, Jack Daniels, for supporting La Musica Latina. We really appreciate your support. 
And so we started, we were like, okay, we have a podcast, but we want to be more than that. And um, before that little thing called COVID, uh, we used to do these events live once a month at a speakeasy that Jack Daniels had called Room Number 7 in Silver Lake. And then, well, COVID hit and you all know what happened. So we're back. So we're really, really excited. So yes, we're very excited after you. two years to be back. I mean, it's like seeing you guys, you know, being able to, like people are walking by right now, hugs and kisses and shaking hands, even a fist bump, whatever it is. But to get to see people in person, it's a beautiful thing. So welcome, everybody. Yes, and everyone's saying like, oh, my God, we missed this. We missed it. We missed you guys, too. So thank you so much for being part of this second edition of Jack Daniels Presenta, Pili Raula en la Musica Live. Yeah, so bienvenidos. Welcome. Yes. All right. Guys. I have to say, you've come a long way from Venezuela to the heart of Hollywood. Not bad, huh? Who would have ever thought? Well, I think, you know, we are, you know, we appreciate this every day because coming from Venezuela, especially, you know, middle class families, like, you don't want to go into music. So, you know, we started as Don't a go into the arts. Yeah, no, yeah, like, like, you will no, starve. No. Yeah, forget it. So we started making music. As kids in Caracas, you know, we started maybe producing our own gigs with DJs. We just want to party with our friends and the band. And then we got discovered by David Byrne. He signed us. Then we started touring the world. <laughs> and we are here now. So uh, I remember like maybe six months ago when David... Uh, premiered the, his show on HBO, the American Utopia. So it was the first time that I sit with my kid, and I and I and I and I told him like, man, this guy, this is why I'm here. Discovered and you me. are here. This is why you're here. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know who David Byrne is, you're not my friend. <laughs> Kidding. Talking heads. We all know who David Byrne is. Okay, just to be clear, just wanted but to you make know, sure. Uh, you know, I was the last guy in the band. And I can say that even though, you know, we never say we want to be big, whatever, you know, we were, we're very humble right now still. But, you know, when they called me to be part of the band, I was like, oh, wow, this is for real. Because these guys are like really responsible with the, you know, the gigs and stuff. And I said, all right. So they, Wait, they so say how like, long they just, was, uh, how long was Los Amigos going before they called you? Uh, two years. Okay, all right. You're the newbie. So two years into the band, they call you. You're like, what the fuck? Okay, Los Amigos are going to call me. And now I'm part of their band. Yeah, actually, uh, I remember the first time I went to see them because they were already doing uh, venues in Caracas. And the first time I went to see them, it was like a small festival in a university. And I'm like, looking forward to it. And then Julio appears like, you know, this festival sucks. You know, the conditions are not good. We're not playing. Like, what? <laughs> you don't deserve this treatment. We're living. <laughs> You're like, wait, no, this is my first festival. So was that why you were laughing when he said that? No, uh, yeah, because he, I don't know. He told me the other day, man, the first time that I went to see you guys live, you know, you went to the stage, so, you know, like, he wasn't shocked, like, 
because of my attitude, but the sound was shitty. It was a shitty stage. I mean, it was right, but I mean, it was a shame I couldn't see them. O sea, en 31 años, nada ha cambiado. No, no. Sí, claro, no, of course. Of course. Uh, I mean, the only, I, I would say the, the only thing that hasn't changed is that we still like playing music. Everything else is, is changed, but uh, it's the only thing I, I would say. Uh, we don't like interviews, but here we are. <laughs> well, here you are. No, 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 Darn no, it. Because, Darn no, it. Like, you know, I love Raul and his DJ stuff, and you've been, you know, uh, supporting live music all the way all these years. So for us, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. Well, thank you for saying yes. We are really humbled. Um, and the fact that we're starting these live events after two years with you guys really means a lot to us. I know that the pandemic was hard for all musicians and everybody in the arts. And I know that you guys are extremely excited to be back touring on stage. You are a touring band. That's what you do the best is when you're on stage. Was there anything during the pandemic that you realized, shit, I was taking this for granted before the pandemic. What was that? I mean, a, a lifestyle. And, and uh, you know what? We say that we heard some musicians like, oh, we're taking this time to make like a, a double album. We're composing. Uh, we're like, come on, man. Like our, our, the whole industry is destroyed. How can you, you know, get inspiration? And uh, I get some musician friends telling me that the streaming is going to be the future in, in, yeah. in music. The streaming, so, yes. Exactly. So, crazy, man. So, so I think uh, Julio and me, we took it personal. It was like, like, you know, we've been doing this for 30 years and suddenly it's worth nothing. And nobody cares. It's like, oh, you, you, you can work. Oh, it's okay. You know, to find a new job. How are you, you guys know, what, doing? What are you guys doing? Why don't you go, why don't you go to college? Why don't you go to college again? <laughs> yeah, what's the new job? Exactly. Why don't you do a new job? business? Are you Ubering now? Como que dicen? Reinvéntate. No, reinvent you, yourself, man. man. Go ahead. Been doing this for 30 years, motherfucker. Well, uh, I, actually, um, we lost Mamel, the drummer. Right. Like, after all this pause, he got injured in one of uh, his uh, hands. And he's like, man, I, I cannot play no more. Uh, you know, during that time, he was moving some furniture. And he got, you know, injured. And he's like, so he recorded our new album that is going to be out in July. You know, we're very proud of it. Wow. Like 15 new songs. Really good songs for us. <laughs> Mamel recorded everything. Also, Mamel is a, a, a very important piece on the band when he sings the background vocals. So he's going to still be recording for us, but not touring because okay. he got injured during that time. And then he realized, like, man, I can't go on like this. That's hard. I think that's like my yeah. biggest nightmare. I've had that nightmare several times where somebody breaks my hands. It's like, shit, what am I going to do? You know, I'm the DJ, you know, and I can't do anything without my hands. So it's like, wow. But got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> no moving furniture. So you glossed over it a little bit, but you say names like David Byrne, Kenny Gonzalez, Louis Vega. What do these names like mean to you now? 30 years later? I don't know. I think we are, like, we're very humble, you know. And for us, it's just a bunch of guys who met in high school doing music all the time. 
So whoever comes doing and listening and talking about music like all day long. And then and then the thing is that when you meet these guys, then you really realize that they're just like humans like you, and they're doing they're into the same, you know, like they're uh, making music, listening. They are to music. not driving a Ferrari, so they need exactly to work. nobody drives a Ferrari. Well, not not too many. <laughs> uh, so you you realize that you know it it becomes a, a friend and but like the the shock of like oh David I, I guess you have it at the beginning but then it's like hey yeah hey. it's like buddy buddies you know <laughs> and, but you know David Byrne obviously talking heads like we mentioned but masters of work Louis Vega Kenny Dope obviously knowing that your dance music and your dance sound Dimitri is from Paris yes exactly. So it all kind of comes together that they saw something in you guys. Well, the 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 tale about a little Luis Vega is uh, that Cheo, the guitar player, he was like, "Man, little Luis Vega has to produce our next album." So he went every Monday night to uh, Cielo, club. Cielo, to club a club Cielo, in New, York. New York. Do you know how like, many times they didn't let me go into Cielo? I hated that. I hated that bouncer. Cielo is one so of those kind of clubs that it's like totally velvet rope. And Louis Vega does one night. Francois Kevorkian does another night. You got like people like Dennis Ferrer doing another. These these are like house music legends in New York. And Cielo, a little tiny club, maybe holds 200 people, 300 people. Maybe. And yeah. it is known for their sound. Yeah. So Cheo went every Monday night. Like... Louis, Louis, hey, Louis, Louis, I got a band. Like, maybe you're going to like, like, you know. And I don't know, maybe after 10 Mondays, he was like, yeah, what do you want? Like, you know, I got a band. Like, we love house music, but we play live, you know. We want you to be our producer. Okay, give me the demos. And then, you know, Little Louis Vega started working with us. Kenny Dope at the studio. Maybe he was a quiet guy. But Kenny Dope works a lot on the on the beats. Uh, Little Louis goes more into the the structure of the song, the feeling, the vibe. And I remember one phrase, you know, that that always is in my mind, Kenny Dope, in those years, that that man, you gotta be on top of your shit. You know, if you want this band to succeed and this band to keep going, you gotta be on top of your shit every day. And Kenny is Everything. a guy that's like six five, big guy. So if he tells you something, you gotta listen. No, it was it was for us. Like I remember Louis. We were recording the album, and and then uh, after that we we met at his office several times, and then he would invite us to a gig, which he would finish at four a.m., and then at ten a.m. he was in his office. And we were like, man, how do you do this? You know? <laughs> so is this rock and roll? What? <laughs> Some of your biggest influences are Jimmy Rikwai, Casey and the Sunshine Band, um, Prince, and porn. Porn is big for Los Amigos Invisibles. I mean, right, we have songs like Disquanal, like Tocamela, which in English, it doesn't really translate, but it's like, no, touch, it translates. touch it. <laughs> it translates. <laughs> You know, like after the Me Too movement, did you guys feel like you had to like go back and kind of rethink how you wrote things, how you wrote your lyrics? I don't listen to 
to our music at, at my home. So it's like, you know, I listen Did to a lot kids? of music. How old your little well, boy? No, I have kids. And, <laughs> and before my kids, like, you know, I record and I, you know, go to a rehearsal. I go to a show. You know, we know the songs. We try to do the best show that we can. But I don't listen to the records at home. Like, I, I, I get really tired, at least me. And I think Katiria also. So we got, like, when we're doing a song, you know, we start, like, try to feel it as a, as a live song, how it's going to sound live, that if the lyric is a good joke, that everybody can laugh about it, it's fun. For example, for the new record, we, we got a new song called Mal Pensada. How do you translate in that in, in English? Like, um, not bad thinker, but a como dirty thinker. Yeah, dirty thinker. Dirty mind. Yeah, and the lyric goes something like that. Yo quiero meterte la idea en la cabeza pa' que me crea que no estoy saliendo con otra gente. Yo quiero que cojamos el mismo camino. I love that you're staring at me while you sing this, by the way. Yeah, because... Wait, wait, don't stop, don't yeah, stop, no. don't stop. I don't Stop. feel very comfortable seeing this to a row. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, okay, do, would you like to translate that just a little? I I want to fuck. <laughs> I want you and me to fuck the same path. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't it's translate. The meaning of the, of I the think song, you get the so. idea. Right. You can't really translate so, it that so well. So, the thing is that everybody laughs at it instead of oh man this is you know this is a bad war you know what's going on like, like you know we're trying to to do as funny as we can when we work you know the double meaning and the porn lyrics or, and also is i think there's the base of this is sense of humor right and um i don't know we just think i i, I we know there's a lot of like social things happening but in the end, we're just like, I don't know, six guys from the 90s, uh, you know, singing about women. And whoever doesn't like that, you know, can, you know, stop turn the radio, don't turn it off, you, right? and, and, and hate us if they want to. But, you know, we're not, we're not doing anything wrong, we think, right? I mean, part of the charm of Los Amigos Invisibles is that humor. You know, it's what really makes you stand out. It's like really good music with amazing humor. But I don't. I remember the very first time that I interviewed you guys. It was shout out to LATV, Marco. I know you're around, Lionel. People from LATV here, and we went to a house like in Hollywood or something. And rumor had it that you guys would actually post porn all over the recording studio for inspiration. Is was that accurate? True story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that still? <laughs> Does that still but happen? We, we don't do that anymore. No? No ginger? There's no, no ginger? No, because, okay. because right now we can watch you porn. You know, like, <laughs> by that time, we got the, the, the magazine. Now you have screens. Now you have the no, cam girls on. Now, and we used to ask on the writer, <laughs> on, the, on the writer, you know, like M&M's, Coke, rum, and two, two magazines, two dirty magazines. So, yeah. Just for fun. Don't, don't lose <laughs> the essence of Los Amigos Invisibles. No, no, no. We cannot lose that. Now... You know, the first time you interviewed them, you know, was that. And then I, being on KCRW, it's like, I try to play the song. They have a song called Super Fucker. <laughs> yes, yes, everybody can sing it along. I try to play that on the radio. I try to play that on the radio. You know how many times I had to, like, bleep the I, word? And you couldn't. 
I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, that, that song, <laughs> I, I really like it because it's like a superhero called Super Fucker. And, it, and it's all singing in falsetto. Like, yes. I got me super fucking. You know, like. I'm all, maybe they won't, uh -huh. maybe they won't understand the word. Uh -huh. It's like, no, loud and crystal clear. And it's on the sing-a-song, you know. And that, that, I'm all like, okay, 25 years later, whatever it is, you know, it's like, what is the meaning of the sing-a-song now? Uh, sing-a-song, maybe it's our, ¿cómo lo dice en, en inglés? Nuestro disco menos pop, eh, porque además Little Louie and Kenny Dope, they were looking for the, you know, tracks for the, for the dance, you know, for the dance floor. So, no estaban preocupados por el 3 minutos 30, the single, and the pop, and the radio, no, 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 man. So, there are songs 7 minutes long, 10 minutes long, a lot of jamming, like a lot of psychedelic going on. So by that time, maybe we were like, uh, in Venezuela, we were like pretty big on the radio. So we were like, well, we're not going to the radio. Like, we don't care. Because by that time, you know, we've been living in the U.S. maybe for seven years. And here, you know, like, like try to be in the radio is very expensive. So it's a little thing called payola. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, is that real? We'll let that one go. Yes, yeah. you've seen the, you've seen the videos in the movies where the people put the little white powder in the records and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that actually happened. But like nowadays, you know, to get a record on a commercial radio station, it's a very expensive. You know, it always so been. yeah, a song like Superfucker never gonna get on the radio. No, no, the, I think that's uh, an album that uh, it's like our our weird album, but that the one that we love. Actually, so what is singa song now? We actually kind of like don't play it. I mean, maybe a couple of songs, Playa Azul and Estos Lo Que Hay. Yeah, they're just a couple of songs, yeah. Which are the ones that are more like, you know, like the, the regular song, you know, like the verse, chorus. But Vamos a la playa. All, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the, the other songs are like crazy jams, seven minutes long. You have a very like distinct sound. It's like that jazzy funk sound that is very Amigos Invisibles. Do you, re do you remember like when you recognized that that was your sound? I think that maybe late, late in our career because for us it was just like the, the obvious thing to do. We were like a tropical band in South America listening to uh, English speaking music like as a jazz, funk and for us it's like come on you know we, we cannot take this so serious. I mean, you know, we're a Caribbean band, but we like this music. So we, you know, without noticing, we mixed all together. And for us, it was so obvious that it was like the understanding of the our situation that we, we would say, like, everybody can do it. Until years later, it's like, oh, we are the only ones doing it. And also, I think in Spanish, there's always been no podemos sonar igual a lo que está sonando de moda. No podemos sonar igual a lo que está sonando de moda. O a las bandas grandes en Venezuela, no podemos sonar igual. Entonces, ¿qué hay diferente? Ah, estaba la Jazz, Yamiro, Kwai, Kulan, Dengan, going to the old sound, like nobody was playing funk or disco music, so yeah, we're going to play it. And we got a lot of people on, on the media and friends like, man, but 
making that music, you know, nobody's playing that. So right. you're out of the of the and, wave. And, and where should like, I categorize yeah, you? Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I don't care. Like there are people who like it, and, and we're gonna, you know, keep that path. And you know, the the harmonies, the groove, always thinking about that in in the studio. Like, man, you know. Uh, tenemos una expresión que dice eso suena a gallego cuando suena muy cheesy muy cheesy no no that's so cheesy man like you know let's try to you know get crazy and let's see what what we got yeah it's like uh, um, check check out what's in the charts and go totally the opposite way <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that's what everybody said about disco music it's like oh no that's cheesy that's crap let's get rid of that but Dance music, you guys are a party band. That's really what it comes down to. Los Amigos are the Venezuelan party band for sure. And now, so many years later, it's like, how do you harness like the new generation of party band fans? Well, you know, uh, after the pandemic, we started playing like maybe June, July last year. And uh, what we've been seeing on the shows is a lot of like, younger audience that's great and uh, it's funny because i think they now maybe they are like 18 and the pandemic came and now they're crazy to go so i guess they heard stories about los amigos being like the party band so they, they come it's like when, when they, they open the doors now at the venues it's like you know like the the school recess <laughs> Like all that energy is like for the first time in our career, we're feeling that and a lot of young people running to the front. <laughs> so it's like, well, I mean, I guess we just have to keep doing what we're doing because, I mean, why? if ain't broken, don't fix it, right? Yeah. Most of your music is high intensity, fun, jump, laugh. But you also have a couple of ballads, like you mentioned Playa Azul, Encantame, those are beautiful ballads. When you play those live, like how do you balance the high energy versus that like lower energy when you're trying to cater to a crowd? We we don't play the, the ballads that much. Okay. Live. That that makes sense. Because you know, yeah, we know Keep that the energy up. It's awful. Man, yeah. We're playing the new song called A A O O Live. That's your new single. That is kind of a 95 BPM, but the rhythm is like. So we're playing that. Katiri is like, man, man, it's too slow. Too slow. <laughs> um, and for the new record, I think in the new record is maybe our. Yeah, there's a lot of it's ballads. Lowest it's a record. lot of ballads. And good. good okay. Funky dance ballads. Uh huh. No, and, and there is like uh, there is one that I love that is called Beso Largo. Okay. Uh, and it's kind a of me a gustan esos. psychedelic, psychedelic, un bolero psicodélico, no? Vendame un beso largo. Hasta que de eh. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Billy, this is PG. Oh no, this is R. Huh? Shit. <laughs> But I like that part of the. Ah. <laughs> But, you know, dance music is generational. It's like you got the older crowd, you got the younger crowd. So, you know, you're you're getting to that 
I mean, I've, I've heard you guys mention, okay, yeah, you guys are getting a little older, maybe a little slower, so the tempo slows down a little bit, but you guys still have that energy on stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, for the new record, maybe, I don't know, we got the songs, we we have, we work a lot with uh, some composers in Miami, in Chile, um, and, you know, then we realize that, okay, yeah, this may be our slowest record. Wait, you work with Servando, right? Cervan yes. Yeah. Is it yeah. Servando y Florentino? Yes. Tócamela. Oh, my God. Eh, Servando, Servando es con, con eh, tócamela con Servando. I used to love them. They uh -huh. were great. Anyway. But how do you maintain that relevance then? I mean, you 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 want to maintain relevance with that kind of dance crowd. No, I mean, th this album actually is going to be like half and half. It's like half high energy and the other half is like funky ballads. More ne neo soul, R&B. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, I mean, it's, it's a, still a party album. But, party. But, it's you all know, about the party. Yeah, but I, I, I think you mean when we play live, we always got this kind of meaning, like going into a, a soccer game, and it's, especially if we're playing a festival, it's like, man, we gotta beat all the bands with our show. Like friendly it, competition. Friendly, friendly competition. competition. <laughs> but since they won, since they won, it's like, and 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 maybe because we come from a a live band, we used to rehearse a lot, a lot. We, we, we used to rehearse maybe three or four times a week. So for us, the, <laughs> the live show was very important, more than, than the record. Um, and I saw the other day an interview with John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers saying that the live show for them was like, a, you know, de vida o muerte. And, and I felt the same, like, man, <laughs> for Los Amigos, it's the same. Because maybe we love to go to, to shows as an audience, and, and as, a, as an audience, I expect the artists, you know, to give 110%. To sweat it. Yeah, to sweat it. So that's what we try to do live. I mean, the show, yes. If you haven't seen them live, just like Billy said, you got to check them out. Because it's what it's about. Los Amigos, yeah, you guys got great records. Albums tras albums que están increíbles, pero de veras, a live show, that's where it's at. Yeah. That so is where it's at. Your new single, A-A-O-O, are, are those your kids? Yeah. Oh, love, yeah. So the, cor the chorus is, I could hear, A-A-O-O. Yeah, we got the song ready, and I was like, we're missing something. We're missing something. We need something. And then your kids and are I, screaming in the background. No, I'm like, no. that's it. <laughs> no, and then I thought, eh. Yeah, kids, kids. They were playing, mm -hmm. so I started, you know, I, I set up everything, the microphone, you know, because, okay, as a dad, I understand that after 15 minutes, they lose, you know, focus on what they're doing. So I set up everything, and I said, okay, Juliana, Matias, come on over here. Yeah, you know, let's do this, let's do some chorus. Juliana is more artistic than Matias, and, and this is very funny what I'm going to say. You know, I, I did the first take with them. Okay, let's do. Ah, 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 ah. You know, after maybe six takes, I thought that, okay, I got it, but I, I'm going to do two more takes. Like, You know, okay, let's do a couple of times more. And then Juliana took off. He has something like that. Daddy, that's ready. <laughs> <laughs> She's all like, you got it. <laughs> Print that. It's done. <laughs> Daddy, that's ready. I and that. I was like, 
Yeah, you know, I thought that, yeah, it's ready. You know, she knows it's ready. That's awesome. But, uh, but, but okay, Juliana, let's do a couple more and I gave you a candy. Okay. Wait, wait, ¿cuántos años? How old? Uh, she's six now, but the time was like two years ago, four. Wow. She was four. Oh, so cute. But, you know, the music industry industry has changed so much. You know, it used to be album released, right? And you guys are very much into the conceptual albums. And that has changed. Now it's like single and drop another single and drop another single. How have you managed to kind of go with the flow of, of that change of the music the industry? The manager. The manager, manager was because, like, you don't have a choice. Because I wanted, I wanted to go with singles. Katira wants the album and the manager wants the album. So I was like, okay, let's do an album. Because I, I think it's that there are so many songs, albums, documentaries, Netflix, Hulu, and then blah, blah. I think it's too much. So we went for the album because, you know, the majority, la democracia, el pueblo, gana a la minoría o yo sí quería singles pero sí dije un disco corto short album 48 minutes that's it no more than that so what can we expect on the new album when is it coming out I mean we're still working on it we, we we're missing maybe three songs and uh, but, it, but but I mean I, I'm loving it I'm loving it like I'm just 10 minutes. I know we got a seven minute song Called Canimbambo. Ah, Canimbambo. Yeah, yeah, it's a jam. It's like a yeah, descarga a jam, 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 jam session. But maybe we got another one, two, two minutes 48. Beso Largo is like two minutes 36. There, there is something interesting that, that you guys know the band. So this is a, like a premiere. Uh, Cheo is producing one of the songs. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 what? Wait, yeah. let's, let's give we, some background wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. We, some people. We, wait, no. wait, wait. We thought that was a little taboo in the conversation. No, no, no. No, yeah. you know, DJ Afro. DJ I, I Afro. love him as DJ Afro uh -huh. because as a DJ, you know, the big hair. Um, but Cheo, so originally guitarist for Los Amigos Invisibles. Yeah. So you guys are still good is my question. Well, we're good friends. Yes. Uh, Cheo and Mauri and, and Armando, they didn't want to tour like we do. But you know what? They're still here with us. Good, good. They're good. just invisible. Yeah. No, Chell. Invisible than ever. His yeah. hair is everywhere. His hair is yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> but he's producing one of the so songs. So Chell used to be part of the band, and he's producing one of the songs. Okay, continue. He's Put producing Mala, Mala, Malpensada. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. He's producing he me no. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Malpensado. Y, y Mauri Mix... He's producing Envidia, Una Salsa. I love He's, that. Um, yeah. To me, that's what it's all about. Music and artists that have been together for so long, it's, it's always about family. It's always about like, yeah, okay, cool. We did that back then. We did that the other day. We're going to do this in the future. And to see that you guys are still like friends and working together, that's you know, beautiful. Like, like a month ago, we were recording in Miami, and Mauricio, he has a new place. It's, a, it's like a musical venue. So I said, ah, come on, guys, come on. Let's have dinner together. And ne next day I had to take a flight. And, well, and next and, day, and next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I barely, uh, me, I mean, I, it was like, ah, like in the <laughs> airplane, like stopping the door. <laughs> 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 
That's that's really good news. Yeah, because we were talking about this. Obviously, we don't like to talk a lot about pandemic and what has happened over the two years. Or cheese Yeah, or, or cheese But you know, like I remember Chael reaching out. He goes like, "Bro, how are you doing those those IG lives? How are you doing those live sessions? You know, on Instagram and on Twitch, and you know, that's where it comes back together. You know, where it's a community of music fans, music lovers, and." Really, the family about getting everybody back together, and I love that you guys are still yeah. A family. I mean, I guess at the beginning, you know, when when you leave the band, it's it's hard for everybody in the in a band. So it takes some time to get used to it. Like both whoever left and whoever stays, uh, with time, you know, it, it heals, and now we're working together. Actually, um, the guitar player that we used to have, he he, he quit. And we call him, we call Chael, like, you want to go back? I said, no, no, no. I'm too, comf- I'm too comfortable. I'm too comfortable sleeping at my house every night. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we interviewed Chael, because uh, uh, Chael, you know, he, he, he has his own, like, solo career, too. And we interviewed him for the podcast. And, yeah, you know, he talked about it. And he was like, you know, I love Los Amigos. It was just, you guys are a touring band. Like, that's what really makes you stand out. And after 31 years, I'm sure that can take a huge toll. So it does. I get it. Actually, to me, it's like, uh, you know, preparing to a, a, a boxing match. It's like, yeah. you train, and then you go there, and then you go back home. Like, you know you're going to get your ass kicked whether you win or lose. Whether you win or lose. You're going to be, like, hating it the next day. Okay, so now we're on to a part that I really love about our interviews that oh are God. live. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't, we haven't done this in front of yeah, an audience. Yeah, we, we have not. In two years. So this is really exciting for us. It's a Siete Preguntas de Jack Daniels. It's seven questions from Jack Daniels. And the first one is... Now, and these this are is rapid, like rapid fire. Right. Rapid fire. No lo piensen no mucho. Pi- sí. Esto es rapidito. ¿Está listo? Son difíciles. Bien difíciles. <laughs> What's your pre-show ritual besides drinking Jack Daniels? Oh, stretching. Stretching and warming up. That's what I push-ups. do. No, no, no. Stretching and warming up the, the well, the body and, and the, you know, my cords, my vocal cords. Okay, okay, okay. So stretching, warming up. Okay. I, I just uh, drink Jack Daniels. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, so both of you, El Primer Disco, first album that somebody gave you, that you bought, that you borrowed, that you stole. Wow, that's a nice question. First album, first album. Ten balloons, ten I love that song. The first that I bought. The first one I bought was Culture Club. I know you miss me, I know you miss me. No, you miss me, but uh, uh, <laughs> and then he start he start you know the hair and everything. <laughs> so good, boy George. Boy Katire. It, it all went, it all all went right. downward after that. Okay, <laughs> who was or is still your mus- musical crush, and it could be female or male, live or dead, um, and it could be for their physical attributes or for their musical talent. Prince. Yeah. But for both, I mean, wow, for his physical, for his physical attributes, no, no, but, uh, the musical attributes and the stage presence, the way he performed, record, composed, everything. And actually, yeah. I think if you actually got to fuck Prince, you were not considered gay. 
I mean, just... Did you ever have that opportunity? <laughs> I think you just leave that one alone, Billy. Did I say that? Or no, just... let's go deeper. In this podcast, we go deep, people. How deep did Prince? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, uh, I'm just kidding. Stop. Shush. How do I follow up that? I'm all like, okay. <laughs> okay. We're in the presence. We're in the presence of Jack Daniels. And thank you, Jack. Someone you can have a drink with to just chill, talk, pick their brains, hablar de todo, preguntarle lo que tú quieras y tomar un Jack Daniels. I mean, I, I would have loved to do that with uh, Fran Sinatra. Actually, great segue because yeah. Jack Daniels and Frank Sinatra had a very, very strong relationship. I know. He has like the Sinatra. Yes, oh, the yeah, Sinatra Select, which is so come bien on, bring rico. It on. <laughs> yes. How about you? Uh, David Bowie. That will, yeah, that would be nice. Like you know. Yeah. All right, you guys have played everywhere. You've played Lollapalooza, you've played Coachella, and the list goes on and on, right? Share with us a really fun backstage anecdote. And it could be anything. It could be you met someone that you were really excited to meet, and then they ended up being an asshole, or you were too, you know. Okay, well, I have a, a story. You know, we, we, we have a show. Uh, uh, Dimitri from Paris invited the band to be the, 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 the backup band for a show that he uh, imagined, which was us being the, the, the band for Roy Ayers and Shaka Khan. So we learned the, the songs of Roy Ayers and Shaka Khan, and, and Shaka, Shaka Khan was a pain in the ass. That's what, what? it was. Wow. Shaka the diva. Khan. Yeah, she the was like, I, I, I don't like this band. No, she, she didn't want to play like with this us. band, especially this singer. Like, you know. No, she didn't want to play. She's oh, like, wow. no, this is not a professional band. Like, <gasps> what? All right. And Roy Ayers was like, yeah, man, how you doing? Let's do this. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Roy Ayers, who I also interviewed on KCRW, is a sweetheart. Sweetheart of a man. Awesome. Very Beautiful, sweet and yes. gentle and giving and open. And he was like, like you guys. He was like, a, you know, a mediating between us and Shaka Khan. No, Shaka Khan, these guys play good. No, it's just not that bad. <laughs> 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 Where are we at with the questions? <laughs> number six, number six. All right. Again, in the presence of Jack Daniels, and they have a, a model called Make It Count, which this is kind of like you got one shot at it. ¿Qué te gustaría hacer que aún no han hecho? That you guys haven't done before, that you'd like to make it count. Uh, a soundtrack? We always That'd be awesome, I wanted to do a soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to... Like a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm, I'm listening again to my CDs. I bought a CD player, and I'm starting to listen to my CDs. Julio, you are so old school. Yeah, yeah, but the sound, <laughs> the sound is amazing. Right? Sound is amazing. So I listen to Passengers, the soundtrack that you two made for our original soundtrack. And, and I was like, man, this is maybe one of the best records that you two has made with Flood, Brian Eno, you know that record and it was like yeah we got to do something like that wow that would be yeah. cool a soundtrack, a soundtrack to a movie from yeah. los amigos we're in hollywood what a coincidence right wait wait what what we're in hollywood what a coincidence right <laughs> exactly so anybody out there i mean i do know a couple of directors here if you ever want a soundtrack for anything 
You know where to go. Okay, seventh and last question of the Jack Daniels Siete Preguntas. So this is one that we don't come up with ourselves. So, um, as I explained, um, we used to do these events live before COVID. And then after that, we had created such an amazing buzz and people really loved those events. And we were like, what are we going to do now that we can't do them live? And thanks to our amazing team over at Criteria, Diana and Guillo, and please shout out to them. I know you guys don't know they're them, maybe, the but they're we amazing. Got, we also got Camilo, who is, and Camilo, is our engineer. And yeah. Juanito as well. Um, and Angie, who's not here with us, but they're part of the Pilita La Musica team, Criteria. I mean, they manage Bumburi and Draco Rosa and Molaferte and amazing, amazing human beings. And we're very fortunate to call them our team. But Diana was like, well, I have an idea. Why don't you take the, vir the, the live events virtual? So we started doing the virtual, these virtual events monthly over Zoom, and they were quite a hit. And we always ask, and that's the seventh question, our guest to leave a question for the following guest. And they wouldn't know who the artist is. So in this case... In this case, it's interesting because the last guest that we had are also from Venezuela. Yes. And it's La, La Vida Bohem. And their question, again, they did not know it was going to be for you. Their question was, ¿Alguna vez has considerado dejar el arte y la música? ¿Y cuál fue el momento que te lo planteaste? Have you ever thought about leaving abandoning art and music and if so when was a, when did you think about just walking away Letting from it go, the arts leaving it. you guys did it for a while so yeah. Julio's like oh, many times <laughs> oh no sí claro yo yo siempre respondí a esa pregunta que yo un día sí un día no un día pienso dejarlo y otro día no un día sí y un día no y bueno voy a contar la anécdota rapidito oh, during the pandemic when it started in march Uh, we were playing in Australia. We did a tour in Australia, uh, seven dates. We played six, and the seven was canceled. So I went home. So we started talking, like, man, we should, you know, sorry, I'll finish the demo for the new record because we were working in songs. So I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Since March, March, what? 2020, yeah. So we were making demos and songs, demos and songs. So by November, we got like 15 songs. And I told the band, man, we got a record here, demos. Like from, see, if we want to keep doing it, we want to we wanna have to, uh, we have to pay for a studio, producers and everything. This is all done for free in my studio, your studio, your studio. Where, where are you? Are you in New York still? In Miami. You're in Miami. Miami. You're in Mexico, right? And I was like going crazy, you know, being seeing the pandemic, no shows, no money. And I tell him like, man, I'm done with art until whatever. I'm going to close my studio. I'm going to close my computer. We got 15, I think, 15 really good demos. And I start working in a... Uh, in un almacén de un amigo, in a storage, you know, putting a box here, and a box there, and a box here, and a box there. Oh, so I told, humbling. I, I told my friend, like, man, don't don't tell your employees that I'm, you know, Los Amigos or that singer or something like that, but that, you know, like, whatever. But I, he was like, man, I, I can hire you for, you know, a couple of days. So then I started doing Uber. Like, that was my best therapy in the pandemic. Not 
because Uber. of the money. Uber. Uber. He started Uber driving. Like, because I didn't want to get involved with that, like, no more. Until until my manager said, okay, we got a gig. Okay, we got a gig. <laughs> Let's do it. So I'm going to open the studio, and um, we get some money for the record. So those days driving Uber, that, that nobody recognized me, maybe a guy from Colombia, at 5 a.m. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask. It's like at 4 o'clock in the morning, somebody's going to have a club in Miami. Yeah, on in South Beach, on Collins or no, whatever. No, but the it's thing, like, Dude, you're who you with a mask, like, what the fuck? wearing a mask and a, and a cap, right. this guy from Colombia, he was like, oh, man. You know, I asked him, where are you going? Oh, Dominican Republic. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Dominican Republic is great. So, yeah, what do you do? I always say that, oh, I'm a sound engineer. Oh, yeah, a sound engineer. Oh, man, for who? And I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> for Los Amigos. Oh, and he wow. was like, oh, man, that's my favorite band. And he started like, you know, I remember with Cheo Plays and Maury Mix and Armando, and I was like, what? Yeah, this guy knows the band. This guy knows the band. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, really? Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I, I'm not going to say anything anymore. Yeah, where are you going? Uh, no problem. How you doing? We're <laughs> I good. I left him right. at the airport. And I was like, okay, no, he didn't recognize me. And by the afternoon, he wrote me a DM in Instagram, like, hey, Julio, man, are you okay? But it was one in a thousand. Like, you know. But yeah, yeah. Julio, what a humbling experience. I mean. I love it. I love it. I was playing music all the time. My iPod. I still use an iPod, you know, old school. What is an iPod? And I got... Earlier they asked me, like, hey, you, you like vinyl records? Uh, like, yeah, I think I like some vinyl Well, the, the sound of an iPod, when you buy songs, I buy songs. The sound is another thing. So I started, you know, always playing music. I started doing DJ sets. And I got a couple of clients, like, oh, man, I love your place. Oh, yeah, you love my place. I, I'm playing this Friday in the, you know, this place. You know, there you go, a flyer. <laughs> in Miami. Yeah, in Miami. Party Central. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about leaving art, and, and I was like, man, I don't care if I'm not making music. You know, music is going to come someday, but at, at least I'm doing this, and I'm not going crazy at home, you know, trying to be a, a rock star waiting for the pandemic. It's no, 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 no. How long you know, did you I, Uber I, for? How long did you Uber for? Uh, I did Uber, like, maybe for... Nine months, ten months, wow! And I get twenty-two thousand out of Uber. Wow! Oh yeah, twenty-two thousand dollars out of Uber. What is your rating on Uber? <laughs> I think it's I think it's four point five. Oh, shit, that's, that's that's not good. No, okay. So I, I hope it wasn't I'm because of the music that you were playing. <laughs> you know, people are leaving you the comments uh, like, "Oh actually, yeah, good remember. conversation, good music." I do want to take this opportunity though f to thank you for sharing that story because I know that can be very humbling. Yes, for sure. So now the question is, what question do you want to leave for our next guest? No, yo te tengo una. Do you still listen to a whole record, whatever record it is? Like that is a good question. You know, because you know when you think about like your records are from start to finish. There's a beginning, there's an end, there's an arc, there's a story. That's the beautiful thing about Los Amigos. Yeah, you can say that they're 
they are a party band. Yeah, see them live, cool, the energy. But when you listen to the records, there's an intro, there's a middle, there's a story, there's an arc, and there's an end. There's a finale to every record. That's beautiful. Wow. Lovely. All right. So now we're turning the spotlight to you guys, the audience. We're opening up the mic to a Q&A. All right. So who would like to ask Los Amigos? Adrián? Thank you. Yeah, step on up. What is your question for... All right, so um, out of all the songs that you guys perform, which is your favorite song to sing and which is your least favorite song to sing? I don't know. I, I think uh, when we do a show, the sh uh, our shows are for the audience. I mean, if you ask us, I mean, we, we wouldn't play Ponerte en Cuatro never in our life ever oh, again. No, but I, when I, I do. I would never play it ever again, Disco Anal. There you go. But ponerte so, en cuatro, but, sí. But the thing, <laughs> the conflict, the conflict, the, ladies the thing, and gentlemen. But the thing is, like every time we start playing the song and we see the audience screaming, it's like that's the reason for the song to be to exist. En cuatro, so, en cuatro. cuatro sí. eh, that translate that translates to in fours. I, I will love on, on, on fours. On fours. No, on on all on doggy style. All right, doggy style. Doggy okay, style. let's just, just say it, okay? Doggy style. Okay, doggy style. Yes, uh -huh. yes. Okay. I would like to see you in doggy style. That's what yeah. it translates to. Okay, next question. Yes. Hello. So who are three current active artists from Venezuela that we all need to know about? Ooh. Wow, that's good. That's good. Ooh, deep. Adam Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So La Vida Bohem will be one. That band... I love that band, La Vida Bohème, for sure. I will recommend Rawayana. Rawayana, definitely, yes. And I heard a record last week that Agustin recommended. Agustin is our keyboard player for the last eight years. Shout out there. to Agustin over there. Agustin, Whoa. shout out. Cubo, cubo, And I will recommend Rafael Greco, a keyboard player from Waco. He also produced some songs for Rawayana. And the new record... I can say it's like a mix, I don't know, of D'Angelo meets Perez Prado. Like, yeah, really, really, really good. Okay, one more question from the audience. Yes. My name is Jose. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome um, to Be Little. Thanks. Uh, I feel like you guys are one of the most underrated bands, uh, let alone in the music, uh, in the Spanish music industry, but across the board. Has there ever been a show where you guys, donde llegaron como teloneros, no esperaban mucho, pero tocaron y um, the headliner, like, ya no se quedó nadie. You know, like, you guys were the main headliner, right? Well, uh, um, I remember in Venezuela, like in 2005 or so, we opened for Jamiroquai at, at El Poliedro. El Poliedro is like, Palacio de los Deportes in Mexico City, or you know, it's the same. No, yeah, but the same more Palacio de los Deportes because the sound is could be no could be really shitty if you don't have like a real uh, uh, sound uh, sound engineer MPA, sound, whatever, and yes. sound check. So that day we had like a five-hour sound check because Yamiro Kwai's equipment got stuck. In, um, oh, yeah, in like costumes. costumes or something. And yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, Latin American Excuses. style, third Excuses. world country, yeah. 
So <laughs> the equipment get like by his uh, sound hour, like, like show hour. So he's, uh, his uh, sound engineer didn't have time to, you know, to prepare and to, to listen to the place. We spent like five hours, you know, all the details, blah, blah, blah. So we were playing our hometown. So, you know, it was like the perfect mix. Los Amigos and Jamiroquai. And Los Amigos, you know, we sound like, shh, and we play like, you know, like winning the, the World Cup. Yeah, it was Because, packed. you know, we were packed. playing Jamiroquai. The whole place packed. You know, and his sound was horrible <laughs> so until this day everybody's like man we remember when you know you guys opened for yamiro Kwai and you kick ass and you know, we we're like yeah you know we did okay that day <laughs> we did okay i love that thank you so much thank you so very much for taking the time Steelers, everybody. yes uh, thank you Tienen nuestro primer evento en vivo desde el 2020. Súper felices y agradecidos por todo el cariño que nos han podido dar durante estos tres años de podcast. Actually, vamos para nuestra cuarta temporada este año. So it's really, really exciting. Gracias por seguirnos. Recuerda apoyarnos en todos los medios sociales, ¿verdad, Raúl? Sí, and thanks to everybody that came out. Gracias a todas las caritas que tuvimos allí para poder abrazar, besar sí. y de veras estar juntos otra vez con, ¿qué teníamos? ¿Como 80, 90 personas ahí? Sí, muchas personas. <laughs> muchas personas. Which was phenomenal. It was so exciting open to air. have there. Open air, sí. the energy, the vibe. Y muchísimas gracias a Jack Daniels, Sure Microphones y sí, todos por apoyar la música latina. Y claro, a los amigos invisibles. Muchas gracias, chicos. Recuerden seguirnos en todos los medios sociales, Pili, Raúl y la música. Y por supuesto, suscríbete a nuestro YouTube channel aquí mismo. <laughs> y en special thanks to Camilo Sánchez por esa noche y también por ser nuestro ingeniero divino, porque esa noche sí andaba medio ocupado el chico, trying to help and making sure everything was going as to plan. So muchísimas gracias, Camilo Sánchez. Gracias, Camilo. We love you and we love you, our listeners. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Nos vemos en la próxima. Bye-bye.